Thanks for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning. The final from Progressive Field in Cleveland. It's the Cleveland Guardians 6, the Oakland Athletics 1. I'm Davey Barris, lifelong Cleveland baseball fan, and finally the Guardians beat the Oakland Athletics without it being a one-run game coming down to the final at-bat. They finally pull away and beat the Oakland Athletics. Let's get into the top storylines of this game. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a pretty simple one. It's going to be a pretty simple episode because uh, neither offense did much. It was a day kind of dominated by pitching, which is strange because, uh, you know, both teams get it done in different ways. And you'd think with as good as J.P. Sears pitched, and he did. I mean, he probably was the most outstanding player on on the day, on the field. Uh, You'd think the way he pitched... Uh, the Athletics definitely would have had the advantage. Cleveland has to go to their bullpen in the fifth inning. Logan Allen just pitch count gets too high, and they take him out of the game after four. He really works through four. Uh, you would you would think that uh, that sounds like an Athletics recipe for success. Instead, it's the Guardians bullpen that absolutely comes in and dominates for five innings. The A's bullpen is asked to do one thing, one inning, get through the eighth inning, and they can't do that. And they give away the game. They literally give away the game to the Guardians. So I'm sure like many of you, uh, you know, a day game might be a difficult thing to watch, right? Hey, you got work. You got responsibilities. I had fun activities to do on vacation. So I caught a little bit of in the middle of the game when I stopped for lunch, uh, but didn't get to watch the ending. And I look at the score, 6-1. to one. All right, we finally, you know, had a good offensive day against these guys. Who got the big hit? Who, you know, who did what to pull away in this game? There had to have been a big hit in here somewhere. And I'm looking at the box score, and I'm going, where's the big hit? I, I don't see anybody with a huge RBI number. No crooked numbers in the RBI column. Straw is the only one with a multi-hit game, and I'm guessing it's not him who had the big hit. So, uh, although he does have a big hit in this game, uh, that was earlier in the game. That was to take the lead in the fifth. So, so who, who, what, what happened late in this game? Who, where was the big hit? Turns out there wasn't one. Unbelievably, there wasn't a big hit. The Guardians rally for four runs in the eighth inning without a hit, which is just insanity. Insanity that they would leave. Uh, this guy out there to just struggle and to walk for and have the wild pitches and the pass balls. Like, what are they doing? Why did they leave Rios out there? Why? Uh, four walks on the inning and two wild pitches uh, mean the Guardians uh, pull away with the win in the eighth inning. We just, we got to go through this because it's it's ridiculous. I know... I'm just summarizing things you might already know, but it's just absolutely ridiculous. He walks Arias to start the inning. Uh, Miles Straw does single on a ground ball to center field. So there, hey, there's a hit. They go first to third. He walks Cam Gallagher, I believe what was four pitches, and throws a wild pitch. So uh, Arias is able to score from third. Now we've got runners on first and second. Quan with a single, but everybody uh, just moves up one base. I believe... uh, 
this is another situation where uh, Straw had to make sure it got through the infield, make sure this line drive wasn't caught. So he uh, just jogs lightly over to third base. All right, so there were some hits in the inning, but not the big hit, right? Uh, so, I mean, it's nice to see Quan and Straw with singles in here, to you know, that this actually was a rally. Uh, but then everything big comes on the walk. Ahmed Rosario draws a walk. They walk in a run. Jose Ramirez draws a walk. They walk in a run. I'm sorry. It's irresponsible to leave Rios out there at this point. Naylor would strike out swinging. Uh, Bell flies out to left field. So the bases are still loaded at this point. Man, oh, that sucks that Naylor and Bell could not come up with big hits. Bell does have a nice hit earlier in the game. Uh, but then another wild pitch from Rios, uh, and it lets Stephen Kwan score before Andres Jimenez pops out to the catcher. So did you hear a big hit in there? Did you hear a big RBI hit in there? No, it sounds like every run comes in via the walk or via the wild pitch. And that's just, I mean, we we talk about Oakland being an embarrassing team all the time. And uh, this is this is one of those reasons why. Like, that's such an ugly loss. That's such an embarrassing loss for Oakland. And we'll take it as Cleveland fans. We will. We'll, we'll take the win. But, I mean, with as good as J.P. Sears pitched, and I, I don't know how good or bad J.P. Sears has been on the season, He's 1-5 with a 4-10 ERA. Is that more comment on Sears, or is that a more comment on Oakland? But, I mean, he's fantastic in this game. He goes seven innings, gives up only four hits, two earned runs, one walk, eight strikeouts from Sears. Does give up the solo home run in the fifth inning to Bell, uh, a pitch that just didn't land where he wanted it to land, and uh, Bell took advantage of it. On 106 pitches, he's only hard hit four times. That's that's beyond a quality start. That is a good start for J.P. Sears. And unfortunately, he's walking away with the another L in this one. On the other end of things, Logan Allen only lasts four innings, but only gives up two hits. Like, let's not let's not bury Logan Allen for the start, right? Obviously, to be a major league starter, you have some responsibilities to the team, which is to go deeper into the game, which is to go five or six innings and not put so much uh, on your bullpen. But his four innings weren't all that bad. Only gives up two hits, no earned runs, three walks, five strikeouts uh, on 89 pitches. He's only hard hit twice. So it's a situation where a guy gets into some stuff in the fourth inning, right? He does. He, he, he works a really long, strenuous fourth inning. Um, other than that, I mean, uh, he only faces four batters in the first. Uh, he does give up a single. He faces four batters in the second, does give up a single. Goes one, two, three in the third. And then it's a leadoff walk to Noda. Carlos Perez lines out. That was one of the hard hit balls he gave up. Brent Rooker draws a walk. Jace Peterson into a force out. Jonah Bride with a walk. Uh, so, yeah, he's doing this to himself. Walking these guys, working deep. You know, uh, deep in accounts, long counts, long at bats before he finally strikes out Shane Langoliers to end this thing and to end his day. I don't know if he knew he'd be ending his day, but it ends his day. And going over to uh, the illustrator, what's interesting here is the count breakdown because JP Sears lets one guy get to 2 0, and I'm assuming that person also got to 3 0. 
He does not allow one full count the entire day. That's how efficient he was being. Every at-bat ended at a 2-2 count. Uh, whether they put it in play or he struck him out, not one batter gets to a full count. That's how you last deep in a games. Meanwhile, on the other side, Logan Allen allows seven batters to get to full counts. Now, he was still working ahead. There are a ton of one-two counts in this game. A ton. But they worked it back to a full count from there. Seven guys work it to a full count. And obviously, three of them draw walks in that fourth inning. So uh, it, it's not even like he was falling behind guys. They just kept working. They weren't really chasing out of the zone um, very much against him. Uh, and when they were, for example, uh, his uh, his sweeper. So uh, they swung 12 times. Uh, they uh, they uh, only swung outside the zone 22% of the time, but they had a 100% contact rate out there. They only put two of them in play, but they fouled off eight. So they kept at-bats alive. Even if they went out of the zone to chase a sweeper, they were at least fouling it off to keep the bat at-bat alive. So that's an example of uh, what the A's hitters were doing. Now, the two they put in play, they only had an average exit velocity of 70.8 miles per hour. So it's not like they did damage against the sweeper. They just weren't striking out to it, and they were making these at-bats continue. And they were knocking them out of the game in the fourth inning because of it. The one pitch that was working for Allen was definitely the changeup. 12 swings, 6 whiffs, a 50% whiff rate, uh, plus 3 called strikes. It's a 43% CSW on that pitch, the changeup. Uh, they did foul off six, but they did not put one single changeup in play. So that had a little bit better. And they went outside the zone 40% of the time with only a 25% contact rate on those O swings. Uh, so much different than the sweeper uh, was for Logan Allen. Uh, on the other side of things, while we're talking about J.P. Sears, it was the fastball. My God, he threw it 66 fastballs. 62% of his pitches were the fastball. It's about the same. Uh, he was in the teens, low teens for sweeper, slider, and changeup. The fastball, and we had an average exit velocity off it of only 76. We swung 35 times. We whiffed seven times. So it's a 20% whiff rate. That's not terrible. He did have eight called strikes on it. So that's decent for him. It's only a 23% CSW on that pitch, which you're saying, okay, that's not that bad. We fouled off 22 Four seam fastballs. It only puts six in play. Why do the Guardians struggle so much with fastballs when they're a team that hunts fastballs? It's just it's it doesn't make any sense to me. Twenty two fouled off four seam fastballs. Uh, so something about his fastball. It it does have a lot of life, a lot of movement to it. Something about it the Guardians hitters just could not handle. All right, so let's talk about the pitches that they did handle. Uh, so. They score off of uh, Sandlin in the uh, fifth inning. Uh, boy, I'm sure Francona did not want to see Sandlin come in and walk the first batter in the fifth after he just dealt with all those walks in the fourth and took Logan Allen out because of it. So here he comes walking the leadoff hitter. And, of course, it's Tony Kemp who starts a rally for the A's. Man, this guy had an interesting series against us, didn't he? After a ground out, um... My Ruiz, and I'm guessing a few other things had to have happened in here for Kemp to get from first all the way to third, where uh, Diaz scores him on a sack fly. 
So uh, they get a run across against Sandlin. All right. It's one run in the middle of the game. Not a big deal, especially because Josh Bell is the second batter in the bottom of the fifth inning, and he responds for the Guardians. He gets a uh, let's go to the uh, let's go to the actual matchup here because uh, I want to make sure I get the pitch right for Josh Bell. Now we've been waiting for Josh Bell. I mean, there, there is a world, right? There, there is a world where for the second half of the season, Josh Bell gets red hot. And the Guardians offense goes off because of it, right? He he literally could um, unlock this Guardians offense if he gets red hot in the middle of the lineup. So this is a first pitch sweeper coming down and in at his thighs. And I'm telling you, it wasn't in enough. I, I don't know exactly where the catcher was set up. I told you I looked for that sometimes. I wish StackCast had that information. But uh, he uh, leaves it on the inside edge of the plate, and Bell turns on this thing. 108.2 mile per hour exit velocity, 430 feet, hits the Ohio sign, brewed in Ohio sign, over the home run porch, which is insane, insane to put it off that facing there. One of the longest home runs hit, I believe, like two or three have gone this distance in the last handful of years, in recent memory. Not the longest in progressive field history or anything like that, but in recent years, it's been a while since someone has mashed one like this. So it was, you know, 30 out 30 ballparks. This thing was just a monster shot from Bell. So seventh home run of the season. And yeah, if Bell, and he's done this before, he has had different halves of a season before. If he can get himself hot, in the second half of the season, and Naylor can stay hot in the middle of the lineup, there is a situation here where the Guardians offense can really unlock some things, unlock some potential that we hoped was there. So that's not the only run we score in the fifth inning. They continue to add on. Miles Straw with a triple. Uh, Anderson Menes with a single. Arias would strike out. Arias is struggling against lefties too. We said he has reverse splits, and Francona keeps playing him against lefties. Now, I know he's playing him because Brendan hurt his shoulder diving the other day, but Arias against lefties isn't necessarily the matchup you think it would be, and Francona continues to ignore that, which is a little bit concerning. Arias strikes out. Miles Straw delivers a triple off the wall. The guy who has been searching for a home run for so long gets into one, 95.2 miles per hour, 372 feet, it hits halfway up the wall in left field. Oh, man, If only, it would only have been a home run in four out of 30 ballparks. But my God, a mile straw was playing in Wrigley, City Field, Citizens Bank Park in Philly, and Petco Park in San Diego. The guy would have finally had a home run after how many, 200-plus at-bats or something? I don't think this, the count has hit, has it hit 300 at-bats yet. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, days, I think. I think it was 200 days. Uh, not even at bats, 200 days or plus since he's had a home run. So Miles Straw home run watch continues, and heck, it could continue for the rest of his career, uh, frankly. Um, but a big triple here. I'm sure he's glad. It's an RBI triple. Uh, don't take anything away from him for that. Uh, scores uh, the go-ahead run that would ultimately be the winning run uh, because the Guardians bullpen goes to work after that. And, you know, we already talked about that insane rally. Uh, in the eighth inning, 
that allowed the Guardians to win. So I told you it was going to be a pretty simple game to talk about, a pretty simple game to break down. And, uh, yeah, uh, I'm glad we finally beat the A's in convincing fashion. It's just I did not expect us to do it this way. Uh, hats off to the bullpen, though. Sandlin does go another inning. Uh, doesn't actually give up a hit in this game. So he goes two innings without giving up a hit. Uh, De Los Santos comes in, also gives you two innings, a very efficient two innings on 18 pitches. It's pretty good. Uh, gives up a hit and has a strikeout, and Eli Morgan shuts down uh, the ninth inning. Has to work a little bit deeper in accounts, but uh, also on 18 pitches. Uh, gets through that ninth inning unscathed. No hits, no nothing, nothing. Zeros across the board for Eli Morgan. Uh, so I that's 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 where I wrap it up. That's it. MVP on the day. Boy, when you're putting things off the Ohio sign in left field and your team wins, I know it was only a solo shot, but we got to give Josh Bell MVP on the day. That's the kind of monster home run. I told you my brother saw a Josh Bell home run in spring training, and he he reported back that it sounds different. It feels different when Bell connects with one. Uh, it, As they say, it hits different, and uh, that one certainly did. That woke some people up to the power that Josh Bell possesses if we could just get it on a more consistent basis whew, this offense could get scary good all right that's all my thoughts on this one a, a very positive episode as we sweep the oakland athletics and we needed it we absolutely needed it uh i didn't even take a look this morning at where we are in the standings now we're a game back uh we're still a game back of the minnesota twins uh two games back in the win column we're tied in the loss column uh, they're 38 and 38. We're 36 and 38. But the the battle continues. Uh, you know, hopefully by the time this thing's all said and done, the winner of the American League Central is not below 500 or at 500. Hopefully we can get a little bit more respectable division champion by the time it's all said and done. So we move on to a matchup with Milwaukee uh, coming up. We got to face Wade Miley, another lefty. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I haven't heard anything about Brendan's shoulder. Uh, so I have no clue if he's feeling all right, but I don't, I don't want to see Gabriel Arias in there against another lefty. I don't. Uh, so we'll see, uh, what, what the lineup looks like. Uh, remember Miley is the one who threw the no hitter against us in Cincinnati. I know I had, I had to throw it out there. I had to say it. I just saw the name pop up. But I went, wait a minute, Wade Miley. Uh, yeah, and when he was with Cincinnati, this guy's been doing it a long time. He's 36 years old. Been doing it a real long time. Uh, so he's going up against Bieber. Uh, it's always fun on Bieber start days. I always look forward to them. Uh, I am traveling. I am traveling back back home to Cleveland uh, over the next few days. I should be able to squeak out an episode tomorrow morning. I should. Uh, but we might get into a situation here uh, with traveling on the road where I might have to just wrap the entire Milwaukee series. I might have to do a series recap instead of the game recaps uh, and wrap it all up maybe late Sunday night uh, or early Monday morning. So uh, we'll see what happens here. I'll try maybe squeak an episode out, but uh, it might have to be a full series recap uh, when I get back. So, again, I appreciate you understanding, sticking with me. You know, when I made the commitment to do a, a game-by-game podcast, uh, I realized moments like this uh, would be interesting. And I appreciate your patience uh, with me as I enjoy my summer. So, and I am having a great time with the family. 
So uh, we do have an email from Marlon here. Uh, Marlon, I didn't, you know, I thought maybe more of you would send in some trade ideas. And again, as we approach the trade deadline, Cleveland Baseball Mornings at gmail.com. You know the place. Let me know. If, even if it's not Shane Bieber, if you know the right power hitting outfielder and you can think of the trade that works, let me know. Hit up the email inbox. And also, we didn't really make it. Uh, we didn't really make it uh, as far as all star voting goes. We didn't get any Guardians into the final two voting in the American League Central. But that's not to say they're not going to realize the seasons that Naylor and Ramirez specifically are having. I still think there's a chance that one or both of them, along with Emmanuel Classe, could represent the Guardians at the All-Star game at some point. So I don't know if we need to see another Guardian in the home run derby. I don't think we really have the hitters for that. Uh, it was nice that they included Ramirez, but especially with his injured thumb, I it was strange that he accepted it. But I guess you only live once, right? You only get, the, you only get those opportunities so often, so why not take them? Uh, so Marlon emailed in. Uh, better late than never for the offense. Uh, they were terrible for the first seven innings before coming alive against Rios in the eighth. Did they come alive, Marlon? I think they just took their walks. They just had patient at-bats. He said, you know it's bad when Cam Gallagher was walked on four consecutive pitches. I don't understand the lackadaisical approach offensively. This sort on offense in the first seven innings has caused them to lose series to the likes of the Tigers, White Sox, and Rockies. You know, again, Marlon, I lackadaisical I or was JP Sears just pitching very well and they run into a guy who was just using his pitches really effectively um I don't know I don't know about that take Marlon uh he said however I'm concerned for the long time long-term health of the bullpen I'm afraid they're being overused and we we'll either lose effectiveness or injuries if we get to pile up today Logan Allen was inefficient as he threw 89 pitches uh through four innings I thought Oakland would be the perfect team for him to get back on track. Walking the bases loaded at 29 pitches in the fourth sealed his face. At least Class A had the day off, though. Uh, yeah, you know what? I I understand that. Yeah, he did put a lot of strain on the bullpen. Um, but, uh, you know, with De Los Santos being so efficient getting through two innings, um, I think Francona managed the bullpen well for the rest of this game. He asked those guys to do a lot to save their teammates. And he asked Sandlin and De Los Santos to go two innings. And I think they were both really effective out there on the day. I know Sandlin had the leadoff walk, and then that run comes around to haunt him. Walks will do that. They have a way of doing that. Uh, but I think they were both pretty effective on the day and helped save their fellow bullpen mates. So I, I think this series, and uh, was it Bieber who went eight innings uh, in Arizona? I think those things kind of, I think the bullpen's back on track. I think the bullpen is rested, and I think the bullpen is back on track. Hey, if you're here, you're going to pitch. You can't be afraid to pitch. Um, we'll see We'll see how the bullpen goes. We'll see. Remember, Cody Morris probably is going to come back at some point and give you a little bit of relief in the bullpen. In the bullpen. And I wonder at the trade deadline. They always find a way of sneaking a reliever in at the trade deadline. So that's all my thoughts. Thanks for joining me on this Cleveland baseball morning. Again, the final, it's your Guardians 6. The Oakland Athletics won. More importantly, it's the Guardians sweeping the series. You can follow me on Twitter at Davey Barris. You can email the show, Mornings at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts at the trade deadline. Let me know your thoughts on the sweep of Oakland and the series we got coming up against Milwaukee. Thanks again for joining me on this Cleveland baseball morning.